1: hello and welcome to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network i am your host gary morgan with me as always my good friend jim sam how you doing brother i'm doing great gary pirates are rolling they're rolling yeah they are looking fabulous right now and so we decide we got to have somebody world famous on the show so that we can talk about stuff. And uh, Gary, I, I'm already time. here, but it's been a long time <laughs> since I've talked to uh, Jordan. And uh, yeah. we used to kind of sort of pseudo work together a little bit on this network. You know? Yeah, we
0: did. <laughs> so crossed, That's
1: crossed quite mm-hmm. a bit. And um, yeah, just one of the most talented people that I know. She's a musician, she does a penguins podcast called Fly Penguins Fly. She's a member of the ins hers. She has been on podcasts on fifth on this network. Um, What else can you say? Jordan say hello to everybody. Let's have some good baseball talk.
0: Yeah, that was, that was a very kind introduction. Thank you, Gary. It's really good to be here to talk in a positive way about the pirates because that is a a rarity in this millennium. So it, I'm just happy to be here and, hopefully hype people up about what's going on with the with the books right now.
2: What is the world coming to when a a pens person has to come to the Pirates podcast <laughs> to feel good about something? So Ble- I mean, we're, really we're weird. next thing
1: you know we'll have Smitty on. I mean like oh my we're God, gonna have yeah. to rescue all these guys that are stuck <laughs> talking about these these other teams that are struggling right now. Now in all seriousness though, we have baseball back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's what it feels like. And Jordan, you're somebody that I, I specifically wanted to have on the show because I know you're a fan of good sports. Basically, mm. I think I'm not saying you're a bandwagon fan, but I'm saying there's certain sports you'll tune out a little bit when they're not going right, you know. And baseball is one of them for you.
0: Yeah, so and I would say it's just because of the amount of games in a season. Because there, uh, I'll dip not not so much in, in recent years with the Penguins, but throughout middle school and high school, I would be in and out of the, the NHL season too, because you can start off really poorly and end the season strong and go on to win the Stanley cup, which is what the, the Penguins uh, di- did back in 2016. But sure, yeah, the, there are just a lot of games. And I always, I kind of keep an ear to the ground each season with the Pirates but there is always, typically, that that point of no return in July or August when it's right. very apparent this team is not going to make the playoffs. So then I just kind of disengage, and that's when you know uh, Steelers training camp is starting to pick back up again. So it's it, yeah, oftentimes because of the way the Pirates' seasons play out. I use them as a distraction from the fact that there is no football or hockey going on. But I, I have, I've said this to many people before and I'll say it over and over and over again until I die. The Steelers w- were my first love and the Penguins are my true love. But if I had one option, if somebody came to me and said, you can choose one Pittsburgh team to win a uh, national championship And that's it for the rest of your life. I would pick the pirates to win the world series. Hands down. I, I, that's what I want more than anything in the sports world. So it did. Yeah. We have an interesting relationship, but this season has been pretty dang fun so far.
1: And Jim, that's, that's the way to put it fun. It's been fun watching them Mm -hmm. just excel. How have you felt watching this? Because, you know, we try to keep a pretty level head even right now, you know, you and i are both still holding on to our predictions pretty firm and everything right yeah. but you have to admit what you're seeing right now it's pretty exciting and straight up good baseball right
2: well yeah i mean look winning winning is fun and and the pirates and the fans haven't had enough of that and so you know you get a taste of it and you want more certainly certainly um we have that little that little guy on our shoulder do not don't, don't don't get too yeah. far ahead of yourselves. It's all gonna come crashing down. It may. but you know what? there's some really good signs. I, I tweeted the other day, hey, this season's already like 11% over. You know like we it is as early as it is. So look, I'm, I'm just enjoying it and I and I hope that they can keep it up. And if they don't, there's still plenty, plenty to be encouraged about right now.
1: Sure. I mean, Jordan, you've seen the the Penguins bring in veterans in the past, arguably far too many of them recently, but (laughs) they bring in a veteran, you know, somebody like a a Billy Garen, a little bit long in the tooth. You don't expect as much out of him. Somehow, like he just takes on that leadership role and, and just owns the room and leads by example, and somehow has like a resurgence of, of his, of his youthful skills. Watching this team, you're seeing that sort of thing with Carlos Santana and Andrew McCutcheon Mm -hmm. and Rich Hill to a certain degree. I know his performance was a little shaky at the beginning, but they have just embraced the role of being the leaders on this team. What's that like watching?
0: It's, it's one of those things that you don't even realize had been missing until you see it playing out because that, you know, there, even last year there, the, as bleak as that season was there, there was talent on the team, but there were a lot of things that they weren't doing, like committing 100% to hustling on, on running bases and just doing those little disciplines that create a world of difference in the dugout and on the uh, on the diamond it so it's just been really cool to see especially because the pirates have a reputation in the league for kind of being a joke so for two veteran players who have been around for a while especially Andrew mccutcheon who everybody knows him and never wanted him to leave the fact that he left didn't want to leave and came back to Pittsburgh because he really wanted to be here and is now playing baseball at a level that he hasn't really been playing baseball in a handful of years. It's, it's just so exciting and it does feel like something that this team is building on, not just uh, even, even if they kind of fall off the wagon and the wins and runs stop right. racking up the way that they are right now. This is something that the team can carry with them into the future. Whenever they do, especially start pulling up guys from the minors who are going to be the, you know, the, the future of the franchise. It's really cool. It's hard not to get excited about it because, <laughs> and, and, you know, even just from, from a nostalgia standpoint, Andrew McCutcheon is, Pittsburgh baseball in he in is. this re, in this modern era of the Pirates so having him back and seeing him with the the Pittsburgh script on his chest oh beautiful it's so, <laughs> it's just great and he's owning it he he's yeah Jim, he's yeah Jim great.
1: Jordan hits on something great there because from her perspective you know she's walking back into it being excited is perfectly fine right Those of us have been following this thing along and do know the stats of that second baseman in Double A. That we (laughs) because we're paying attention to it on that nitty gritty level, we're probably very fearful going into a four game series against the Reds that are supposed (laughs) to be horrible. You know, after we just swept Colorado, it's it's just a, a real hard trust to earn back when you've been that bad for that long.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it takes the fans, I think, a little bit more to be confident in the players' confidence. And that's something Jordan, uh, and I know we're going to have to go to break soon, but Jordan touched on, like, confidence and and what that that means um, from some of the veteran guys. You see that in hockey, too, where, like, guys can lose their way and get in funks. And, like, when you have other guys picking them up like it just confidence is a thing. Right. And, yeah. and you're, you're seeing that with the Pirates right now. That's kind of contagious. And uh, the fans are a little bit more um, gun shy. But, hey, if the if the baseball gets get keeps getting played well, everyone's going to start, you know, getting on board.
1: We're going to talk a little more baseball after we take a break, but we're going to come back, Jim. I think it's time to start talking about a certain bronze issue you brought up to me. (laughs) All right. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. We've got our good friend Jordan and Jim with us, and Jim, you have a topic that comes out of 1950s talk radio. Mm-hmm. It's it's wonderful, just my style. You did a poll on it. You had you had yeah. two or three too many mangoes. You sent it out there recklessly. <laughs> and then you came yeah. to me in, in text message form. Fell on your sword and said, We have to talk about this now. I've gotten like 3,000 people to vote. So
0: <laughs>
1: tell yeah. us about it. This so, what's segment?
2: You know, that's the beauty of Twitter. Sometimes you just fall into things. And um, uh, Pittsburgh Clothing Company, uh, which, by the way, Pittsburgh Clothing Company, I'll just give them a plug. They were the ones that uh, kind of brought it up about this cutch deserve a statue. And I'm like, you know what? That's really interesting. Just I want to see what people's reaction to it is. Is next thing you know, uh, hundreds of votes, hundreds of votes. We ended up getting almost fifteen hundred votes on this. So it was, look, uh, does is he worthy of a statue outside PNC Park? Fifty percent said hell yes. Twenty two percent said hell no. Twenty eight percent said I'm not sure. And uh, mm-hmm. I was blown away by the response, but what I'll say about that is, is what's interesting is that 78% of people are at least considering it, hmm. you know, and so what do you guys think about that? Cause you know, there, the, the responses were positive and negative about it. They were kind of all over the place. I'll read a few of them, but I just want to get your guys' take on it first.
1: Here, I'll start because you just blew me away actually. First, the the most weird number in that whole thing is the people that said hell no, because it's I can't get to the point where I would ever be irritated enough by it to get to hell no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Some people were irritated. At that point. point. I don't think I have to have it necessarily. I but like if they chose to, I certainly wouldn't be picketing out. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Do I think that he should? Man, I don't know. The company around PNC Park, like you've got Stargell, Honus, Clemente, Maz. Yeah, Maz. I guess you have Kiner's hands somewhere. (laughs) (sighs) You know what? He means a whole heck of a lot to an entire generation. But man, if you do that, don't you kind of have to go back and grab one from the 90s too? Jordan, what do you think?
0: It's re- it's hard to say because I, uh, on one hand it's crazy to me to think that I am old enough to have someone in, in my sphere of age, have a statue of them outside of, uh, of a, <laughs> an arena, a ballpark. Um, But on the other hand, he does mean a whole lot to my entire generation of Pirates fans. That doesn't necessarily mean that I think he deserves a statue. I don't think he doesn't deserve a statue. But I feel like in order for me to actively advocate for him receiving a statue, he would have to do something monumental in a big moment that brings a championship to Pittsburgh. That's uh, if, if they decided to put one up and that moment never happens, I wouldn't be upset about it. But I also, I'm not going to be banging down anyone's door demanding that he get a statue unless something, unless he delivers a huge game winning something and some series clinching something for the pirates. I, Cause it, yeah, because then it's like okay, so what do we, what are we using to quantify the, the determination of who deserves a statue, who doesn't, and yeah, it's, great points. Yeah, it's just interesting.
1: Great points, Jim. What do you think? It's your poll, man. Yeah, you know, I I will say this:
2: like, um, I come down on the side of. Uh, and i purposely don't get into responding to anything until it's done with cuz i just i don't want to sway anybody
1: yeah you don't uh, want to
2: you don't want to throw rats in the bucket i get you yeah yeah so I, I would i would be on the side of probably not but i can also play devil's advocate pretty well with this too and i would say is you know like and, and a lot of what people say is and it's what jordan touched on which is you know, n- n- not having any type of championship, not not having a World Series, you know, type of moment for him, bringing that to Pittsburgh. The only thing I will say about that is, is like baseball has changed so much since the guys that used to win championships in the sense of like, it's really not Kutch's fault that he never got that moment for the Pirates. and. Mm. So, you know, um, the Pirates don't, don't have the money to spend, don't spend the money that they do have. And so that's the only thing is like comparing eras when baseball is a lot tougher mm-hmm. uh, of a time to win championships. Yeah. And on top of it, he never wanted to leave in the first place um, and, and, and and wanted to come back. And so he could have played his whole career here, and maybe we're having a different discussion at that point. But like, those are just the things with like baseball is just different to judge mm-hmm. solely on championships. And and Jordan, you're not the first to mention that. A lot of people said that. Hey, no World Series, no type of you know title moments,
1: can't do it. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. That Why don't you read some of your comments there, Mister Collector? Yeah. I know you got enough of them. Yeah.
2: Okay. So we're supposed to
1: be giving me a segment off here.
2: Yeah, I know, dude. I get, <laughs> I get so, I get so my own thoughts. Um, okay. So, um, so let's start off with Penguins Jesus. We all know Pens Jesus. He Should even be. weighed in on this, and he okay. said, "Has he done anything statue worthy? Probably not. Is he absolutely the most iconic pirate in decades?" Yes, Mm. I think that's pretty. That sums it up pretty well, right? I mean, that sums it up. And uh, just to go off of off of what Penn's Jesus said was Cotton Eye Joe says he's no Willie Stargell, but nobody is. Having said that, he's the modern day equivalent, definitely statue worthy.
1: Yeah. I don't know. As I sit here, I'm almost debating myself in my head. You know, I I said I wouldn't get irritated about it. I really wouldn't. If they decided to put one up, I would never be angry about it. I, I I'm with Jordan. Though I could never fight for it. Yeah. I, I just think I just think you could smack me down with too many arguments. I I, I could make a case for mm-hmm. five or six other guys before him. And and the, as it sits right now. Like, I know, I know it'd be insane, but like if, if something nuts happened this year,
0: <laughs> and it
1: was, yeah. next year and he, he takes them somewhere. Okay. I don't know how you couldn't, but yeah. And
2: let me, let me throw another couple comments out there. So Grant says, and maybe this is, this is something that's much more palatable for, for everybody is retire his number, no statue hall of famers get statues. I think that that's something that I think a lot of people would probably sign off on a lot more than some type of, you know, statue along with the game's greats. Pitt Sports Guru says, based on nostalgia, sure. He's a great player and meant a lot to the team ending its playoff drought, but I'm not sure he's worthy of a statue. Putting him up there with Roberto and Willie just doesn't seem right.
1: I can't argue with it. You know, that's the thing. That's what I mean. I can't defend it to that point. So Story's hearts, not over, though. So you know, we'll the see. The have the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame announcement coming up, actually, here in about a half an hour or so. After, oh. <laughs> after you're done listening to us, Yammer, um, if you're watching the live stream. Um, it happened a couple days ago, if you're listening to us on audio, uh, when this comes out. But um, we should probably talk about that a little bit, because... Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably have to shrink the class. Obviously they're not going to induct 19 again. That was probably just to jumpstart it. So I'd say it's probably going to be around five or so. I, I'm just completely guessing. Who do you think it's in this time? Um, and Jordan, I bet you probably don't have the list to call back on from the past. Like we do. Cause we're much older than you, <laughs> but uh, who who would you um, think would wind up on that wall? even if it's somebody that you just think will eventually wind up on that wall.
0: Oh goodness. So who did they induct? Because I completely forget already. It,
1: it was a lot of
2: old The highlights old, were like Josh old.
1: Gibson, you know, yes. like, like, you know, they went back in history quite a bit. Okay. You know, so Steve I mean, Glass. like
2: um, Barry Bonds is obviously still out there. Manny Sangin is still somebody that is out there. Dick um. Wrote. Dick Grote was not somebody that – so, like, there's still a lot of old-time names, too. Like, personally for me, I think Manny should be – you know, he's such a – he was such a fixture for the teams that won some World Series. He's such a fixture still at the ballpark. Like, I, I I would I would have argued he might might have even been somebody they should have put in the first one, but I would have, certainly hope that he's one of them. What time? do you
1: think of what Jeremy says here? Andy Van Slyke and Doug Drebeck? I like both of those. I could go with both of those eventually getting on that wall. Sure. I don't have to pretend this is in order. I like this one too. Um, Lanny for Terry. Oh, yeah. They'd have to do Gunner first. Don't you think?
2: Yeah. Lanny is somebody that if you grew up watching baseball in, in, in our era, Jordan's Far too young and sophisticated.
1: <laughs> no,
0: but Jordan, Jordan uh, yeah. from
1: perspective, this would be like putting yeah. Arian in before Mike Lang.
0: Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I mean, that, yeah.
1: And, uh, right. and if you're not a Penguins fan, I'm sorry, people. I'm not going <laughs> to explain it beyond that. I did that for Jordan's benefit, not yours.
0: <laughs> Thank so. you. I, I mean, I appreciate <laughs> it because I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not as um, polished on Pirates history. As I am on the Penguins and especially the Steelers, but yeah, I pulled up the list. I'm so Barry Bonds was like at the beginning of my introduction to the world. So he he was on the team in the early '90s, and that was when I was born. And so I know from hearing my mom and dad talk about the Pirates back then that he would. I would be shocked if he didn't get in at some point for, for the team because he was there
1: is your parents, Roberto pretty much like your generation's Roberto. Like you hear he- about him. You didn't get to see him really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Cause he yeah. was, we have by the time I was that. watching baseball. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. They
1: we hear people talk about oh, Dave Parker all the time. And, and I see clips of Dave Parker. I love what I see of Dave Parker but I never watched Dave Parker do anything on a baseball field. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was too young and I am living on stories. Same with Roberto and all those guys really. So it's yeah. uh, that's Bond. where you're at with the nineties teams, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, and bonds is interesting because seven years as a pirate, um, already uh, a hall of famer for the giants. Um but he's the only pirate to ever win two MVPs, um, sure. as as many great ones as we've had. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting. it'll It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't expect to see anything this year, but
1: well, I see. I tried having this conversation on Twitter, but you, you know, Jim is a a wrestler on Twitter. You can't pin him down on anything when you start trying to <laughs> engage in conversation. So I'll bring it up here. I think it's pretty cool that we don't know the criteria by which they're really naming this hall of fame. Mm. So we, as fans kind of get to just develop our own, you know, yeah, what what we think makes you a hall, like a pirates hall of famer. So with Barry Bonds in particular, here's a scenario I'll throw out for you. Take the roids off the table and all that. I, I think the team level, they'll look past all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He spent almost equal amount of time here as he did, you know, in San Francisco where he was, you know, relevant and good and everything. He's already in the San Francisco Hall of Fame. Do we want our Hall of Fame in our criteria that we set up fictitiously here? <laughs> do we want our Hall of Fame to accept a player that's already in a Hall of Fame somewhere else?
2: Mm, like do we want to share
1: that. Is there like an amount they have to spend? of time here like where we go oh that's cool or is AJ enough with his 3 years you get what i mean how do mm. we decide that stuff and let's start with bonds like what's the answer to that question how do we feel about that
0: it honestly i feel like if we're talking about these fictitious guidelines and um it, it would have to be essentially at least in my mind, what the player did for the team while they were here and what they meant for the team when they were here. Because A.J. Burnett, yeah, he was here for only a handful of years, but he came back this year to throw out the first pitch on opening day because he was an instrumental part of the only exciting Pirates baseball that has taken place in the playoffs in the last
1: and the people two decades. Nuts, so
0: mm-hmm. and people went nuts. He's a beloved figure in Pirates' history. And it, if we're using that, I mean you could argue for Jason Grilly too, because he was <laughs> he icy vein closer in that time. And he he was a fan favorite. People loved him and loved watching him. He was exciting. And I'm not saying that he should or shouldn't, but just a similar, like that, that whole wild card team in 2013, like there's, there's always there's just something be a, very,
2: there's always going to be a soft spot in people's yeah. hearts for that, mm-hmm. that, that three year stretch there. And so what do you so think that, Jim, that's that's is, is,
1: is that a significant enough amount of time? I know, like you said on Twitter, you know, you, you'll take it case by case. Yeah. I give it. And I'm not trying to pin you. Just talk through it a little bit. Like how do you <laughs> feel about that? Like do you feel like there is some kind of like weirdness about sharing a player with another organization or would you be okay with that? Um I don't think it's
2: weird for a player that was that great um uh, that just happened to split his career in two parts. Um I think kind of transcendent players like that. Maybe maybe like a like look at it for like and I don't even know if this is something that that's that's accurate or not. I wonder like because Wayne Gretzky had to play his career in different places. Yeah. And I wonder how that's viewed. I don't know. I'm just thinking of it now. And like if 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 the teams that he was on decided to do that. I think of it in the same kind of light that, you know, I don't know what the criteria is and I don't know what <laughs> even my criteria is, but I would I think like, I, I don't know what that is, but I, I know it when I hear the name.
1: See, here's I know the criteria to be it. on that situation. I consider Gretzky to be a, a Los Angeles King and my uncle considers him to be an Edmonton oiler. So,
0: mm.
1: you know, uh, and it, maybe it's that simple. Maybe there would be people that consider Barry Bonds a Pittsburgh Pirate, and then there's people that just don't see him as anything but a giant. So maybe it's perfectly fine to have it be in two different places.
2: Yeah, and and um people like to bring up the steroids and stuff um but he was not that was not a part of his pittsburgh career either yeah um that all happened five years after he left um am i defending him i don't know maybe i just know he's the greatest hitter i've ever seen live like in my lifetime so like i think that counts for something jim Um, that
1: is i know for a fact that you saw josh van meter live last year <laughs> so i don't even want to oh, hear oh god gary, gary you swore to me you swore to
2: me you'd <laughs> never bring his name up again and here you are here you are breaking that promise
1: i know i know all right hey let's take a quick break and we'll come back uh for those of you watching on the on the live stream that'll just be us sitting here looking dorky for a couple seconds on the audio it'll be a real break um, when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about this hot start to the pirates fan forum here on dk pittsburgh sports podcast network and it's time to talk a little more about the hot start the pirates are off to because we had a historically bad offense last year jim it was the worst offense that they've had since 1908 statistically that's historic that's, that's how bad it was so and, and the 50s weren't weren't anything to really shake a stick at either if you think about it so Neither were a couple of those eighties teams Yeah, pretty doggone bad. They are off to the hottest of hot starts. Uh, We talked about what has surprised us most last week. Mm -hmm. We should probably do that again this week because there are quite a few things. I'm going to start with mine and we'll go around the room. Thing that has excited me the most and surprised me the most is the, the youthfulness that Andrew McCutcheon is playing baseball with. The guy does not look 36 years old. I I did not expect this at all. At all. I think Jim, if anything, I spent most of the off season warning people it was probably not going to be the cut you remembered. Yeah. And it may wind I, up that he can't hold it up. But right now was,
2: It was a concern of mine, Gary. I thought, boy, I hope he doesn't come back and it it, it looks bad. Like, you know, I don't want to remember Kutch that way, at least initially. Like, over time, you tend to forget that stuff and you still have a a, a better uh, outlook on it. But, uh, I mean, like, he's certainly it certainly has injected some life into him too. Like he's gotten this, you know, energy boost from being back. And I think it's real like that, that that's an effect. Now, can he keep it up to this level? I look, he's probably not going to do that. He's playing at like a MVP type level. So like, there's Mm going to be probably some regression, but even if it's, you know, 70% of what you're seeing right now, that means he's been a very important
1: player. I mean, I totally agree, dude. I think it's, it's been crazy. Jordan, you're watching this mm -hmm. and you're, you're probably thinking like whoever the new GM next year is, you're probably sad because Ron Hextall was the only one that would (laughs) have gone out and gotten Patrick Hornquist next year and, and, and called it a good move. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you know, that it would have been just like Kutch, you would have come back and been the best player ever. And
0: of course, yeah. Only Patrick, Patrick Hornquist though. But that's yeah. the
1: thing. You usually can't go home again. And I felt that very much so with Kutch and he has not only come home again, but he's kind of playing like it's going to work out that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's it make you feel like? Cause that's your growing up time, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh my god, it it just feels so the way that it always should have been. It it feels like he kind of like he never left, like he didn't play for what, four other teams in between his stints here and it's just it's wild to see the how the offense has come to life because I for me the most surprising thing is how many times The Pirates have scored more than five runs in a game. Like, what? They scored 14 runs twice against Colorado. Like, that's insane. 33 in the series. uh, Unbelievable. And that's not all cuts, but I mean, he's he has sort of just kind of revived this offense. And it's something to see. Uh, Yesterday was the first game that I was able to watch from start to finish. And I just. Could not pick my jaw up off the floor. I was like, "What is going on?" They just <laughs> so you kept picked a good time to start kept You picked a
1: good time to jump in. I mean, good for you.
2: <laughs> Sometimes guys can find that 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 fountain of youth that you put them in the right situation. If they were if they were great once, you just you just never know. Um, mm-hmm. It's been great to watch. I hope he continues. Um, I think if he stays healthy, I mean, he's blistering the ball even when he's out. But yeah, so, so is most of the lineup and maybe it's funny. Andy Haynes, the hitting coach takes a a lot of abuse from us. Redemption tour uh, from us, from us as well, Gary. Redemption tour, maybe. So, I mean, someone should mention, Hey, something's working. If he, if he's getting crushed when it's not working, he should be given some credit when it is. And right
1: now it's working. It definitely Mm -hmm. is working right now. And May May Matt Canada follow in his footsteps. Let's <laughs> oh, uh, let's take one from Jeremy here. Jeremy says, "How about Oviedo pitching out of his mind? And if Brubaker isn't injured, he's probably in Triple A." I don't know about that part of it because I think it was part of their plan to have him in the um, the bullpen to start the season and then eventually take over for Vince. Yeah, but maybe a I step think- too far, but. I think, um, the cool thing is here, we maybe have actually let Vince work through some of his issues and become enough of a fifth starter that <laughs> that's kind of nice, but Oviedo, Jim, I didn't know it was in there. I didn't know that slider was in there. I'm mm. calling it the holy diver. I love it. And, um, it's an unbelievable pitch that guys can know it's coming and they cannot touch it. They it can't survive of Colorado. It. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where the yeah. spin rates are down, unbelievable action on that pitch. I think that, that's a game changer if he pans out as a starter. Oh my goodness!
2: P- putting putting Keller Contreras and Oviedo as as guys you can run out there in a series uh, or every three out of every five six days, boy, that's that's just huge. And what you're seeing now is like. Like I have concerns, obviously, like I think like the injuries have hurt the bullpen. It's made it really thin. I think I, I worry about that. But what is happening now is what you're seeing is starting pitching cures like a lot of ales for baseball teams because the longer your starters can go and give you some quality innings, all of a sudden your bullpen doesn't get taxed. It's If it's thin, it's not getting worn out. And so those things are cumulative. And right now they're on this stretch of what? Nine straight quality starts. Yeah. So they're talking six plus innings. It's crazy. If you, if you don't you get, see that sort you, of
1: thing in, the, in MLB, let alone the Pirates. We haven't yeah. experienced it since 2015. It's the longest stretch of quality starts they've put together since 2015. If you 2015 was a pretty about. damn good year everybody <laughs> right, right, it starts yeah, it to was. cover
2: up it starts to cover up some other warts, and so like if they get any semblance of this uh you know hey who 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 knows how how much that could play a factor in things right,
1: Jordan, what's caught your eye the most what what's like taking you back like you weren't expecting to see it, and then you did. <sighs>
0: I think it's just the, the fact that this is a complete baseball team because for the past yeah. few years, it's been either they've the pitching has been there, but the bats just haven't been there or the bats are there and the pitching collapses or the starting pitching is not reliable. And we're seeing pretty consistently that this team can pitch well throughout the game and they're hitting really well uh, and running bases hard and running smart with the exception of the, the O'Neill cruise injury, um, the slide in the home, e- everyone just seems to have an understanding of what it takes to win. And There's they're a willing of to do it this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit kind of like we want to win and mm-hmm. we believe that we can. So Maybe why it's don't something we to do
1: with what today? Sean says here? Sean says, Kutch comes to the stadium mm. expecting to win. We haven't had that over the last few years. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. That's a big part of it, I think. Um, Dave says, Jason DeLay has surprised him. <laughs> Jason DeLay has surprised everybody. I bet Jason DeLay <laughs> surprised himself. <laughs> I was just going to say, no, Jason DeLay has never done this in his entire career, ever. Like, and I'm talking in the minors yeah in the minors yep I, it, he's, I, he's making contact and i'll tell you what he plays a damn good catcher he really does mm-hmm. mm. um and uh i i didn't expect it i actually thought heinemann was was the better choice you know out of spring training but um you know delay actually kind of he hits in the clutch pretty well. He He's makes doing contact very well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean I, I would say like
2: look, you could pick five different things that have, have surprised you about this team so far. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say this and Jordan touched on it is like the base running to me and like the aggressiveness yeah. on the base pads has like transformed the offense like they're aggressive they're taking extra bases they're stealing when it's there like all those things like help generate offense when maybe you're not having as good of a night hitting as 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 you are on other nights or if it's a close game and you manufacture a run because of that and like Mm -hmm. that to me Mm -hmm. is like a huge thing for this team. Like don't get complacent on the base pads. Keep doing, keep stressing the defense, keep doing that. And even when you go in a little bit of a slump, that can always be there. If you can just find a way to get on base and be aggressive.
1: I mean, they look well coached this year. Hmm. I think that's something Hmm. that that I feel like I, I haven't been able to say. And that might've been talent based to a degree, but they just look more buttoned up. And maybe some of that comes from, you know, a guy like Carlos Santana chugging down the line as fast as he can possibly go to avoid a double play when you're already up. Yeah, I think it was five or six runs. Mm-hmm. You know, like he didn't need to do that. Nobody this, would have even said anything if he got thrown out.
2: It's just those little things I think that veterans provide sometimes yeah. that show younger guys, and this goes across all sports, shows you how to be a professional.
1: And See, like, that's, mm, Jim, no. that's why we still have value and and Jordan's generation ought to respect us <laughs> and, and, and value us, keep us around a little bit longer, you know, just because we get some gray in the beard doesn't mean you just toss us aside. That's right. Right. She's, yeah. she's already talking about statues for guys. She knows <laughs> she
2: Jordan's Jordan's realizing her own mortality as this show is going oh, yes.
0: right
1: now. Absolutely. Yep.
0: It's a, it's a life lesson, valuable <laughs> one. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll tell you what, Jim, though, something I did want to bring up because okay. just when we're talking about this great start and everything, I, I think it's, it's really allowed a lot of people to shut the whole Reynolds thing off for a minute and stop thinking about that contract still hanging out there, not signed quite yet. We, there was a lot of consternation about his age with this contract you know, and how old he would be. I wonder where you're going with us. We've got two 36 year olds leading this offense Mm. right now. And we're afraid to sign a guy till he's 33, 34. You know, I, I just think I can think of worse things. Let's let's maybe rethink when baseball players die. Okay. Like I understand what the stats tell us, but there are some that you can get something out of once they hit that age. Not everybody's Miguel Cabrera. Yeah. You know, not everybody is Christian Yelich and just everything falls apart all at once. Like, Mm -hmm. which by the way, he looks back this year. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah,
2: I, I think, um, I think it is something that, um, look, Kutch, Kutch was somebody that kind of, hit a rough UK patch.
1: here says grant hill great example but different sport but yeah
2: catch was someone who hit a rough patch you know in his early 30s or around 30 actually so i think people are still worried about that I man I, I just I, i'm just I, i'm not worried about saving the pirates money it's it, it, you know like for me i'll worry about that when i get to that point it's still not some like $40 million contract that you can't survive if something happens like we're talking 15 or 20 and we're talking 15, 20 per and we're talking that six years down the road from now. Like let's, let's, yeah. let's remember what we're talking about here. People get, people have been trained by the pirates to be very careful with the pirates money to almost mm. to a, almost to a, a ridiculous degree sometimes.
1: Right. It's, it's, the thing i hate most about covering baseball is that uh money discussions aren't what you're allowed to spend it's what you will spend all the other sports are what you're allowed to spend and, and like we get frustrated as penguins fans because they don't have any more money they're allowed to spend they would they can't you and know if what they, i mean <laughs> and, if
2: they, and if they spend it wrongly yep um <clears throat> yeah you know let's not that's another podcast for another time for jordan then that's their own (laughs) it's their own fault that
1: they Mm -hmm. didn't spend it right so anyways all that comes back to one last thing we'll talk about jordan then i'll let you go because you've been very gracious with your time the general manager you know he's had four years now this is the product of his fourth year I don't think he, we're looking at his finished masterpiece yet as far as what he's trying to build. But I think one thing we can say we learned this year is he at least knows how to put pieces together that will function well together. Mm. Cause I'll be honest. Yeah. I looked at a lot of what he was bringing in and Jim and I talked a lot on this show. I'm not sure these pieces fit together. Why do we have so many of this? Why did they get this? What did, you know, and now you're looking at the whole thing kind of working together and even the way they're using the minor league to kind of supplement it and the way they've survived all these injuries. I get it. <laughs> and they look like they really dig each other. It's a, it's yeah. a good mix. There's something to be said. And that's important for, too, for not isn't it? Yeah. that, right. Hmm. Yeah. It's really important for,
0: you're not always going to have that luxury of guys gelling on a roster, but they're what, what we're seeing even within the, the dynamics of relationships on and off the field with this team is that they just, they have a huge amount of chemistry and they, they feed off of each other and they are they seem to be each other's biggest fans and they yeah. where there are certain weaknesses other guys pick up the slack and it just they they're a very cohesive unit right now and typically when that is the case you credit the GM because they're it's their job to see those intangibles that other people can't and it's it's definitely led to this pirates team flourishing in a way that we haven't seen them be successful in a while. So it's, it's just crazy. And it's so exciting.
1: And Jim, I I say all this, you know, normally I always tell you, I like to see a team or a player get punched in the face before I decide to say that I, I'm going to predict which direction they're headed, you know, until Mm -hmm. I've seen a kid really struggle I don't believe they've arrived, you know, same with this team. So we can make a bunch of declarations, but until they struggle, then again, did they kind of survive already a big punch in the face? That was O'Neal Cruz getting hurt. Half of the players that came here. The first thing they said about why they wanted to come here and play was because of O'Neal Cruz, Uh, (laughs) including McCutcheon. So, yeah,
2: I mean, it was palpable Throughout the fan base, I can't imagine what that felt like initially to the to the team. Um, That's got the you know, it's a gut punch when you lose somebody like that, and you're gonna lose him for the majority of the season. And so, yeah, I mean, you don't forget about it, but you mentioned it, Gary. Like no one's talking about the Reynolds extension right now. Nope. Oh, no. O'Neal Cruz. Hey, the longer this goes on, the closer it comes to O'Neal Cruz being back, too. So, like, they've given themselves some a little bit of cushion here. And that's important. Baseball seasons are long. Jordan already mentioned that. And when you get into the July and August, good starts can carry you. So that that to me is
1: something that's we don't we shouldn't overlook. Autograph seekers should want the pirates to do really well so that there's less competition at training camp. Okay. Mm. I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> Good point. Good point. But Hey, this has been great, Jim. I love the poll. Feel free to have too many mangoes and post another one whenever you're sure. I, I can, I can do that. Gary. <laughs> it was great. My friend for real. And I love the discussion around it and just overall, it's really nice to just kind of have a laid back, chill, happy podcast for once where we're just talking about good stuff because they haven't given us anything bad to look at. Um, Jordan, thank you so much for taking the time. This was great. We'll definitely have you back. And uh, yeah, you yeah, thanks for having me for the whole summer, huh?
0: <laughs> I hope so, too. I I love getting excited about Pirates baseball. And I, I mean, I'm, I think we're all used to them breaking our hearts, so it won't be anything new. But I would, I would love to see some competitive baseball over the course of the next four or five months in Pittsburgh. Would be great.
1: Yeah, and I'm hoping the next four or five years too. I think.
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: And what we're at the beginning of now. So, mm-hmm. um, hey, anything you want to plug before you go? Because you're, you're a musician too. I know you got songs coming out all the time and podcasts going on and writing. You're writing about the Steelers yeah. too, so.
0: Dang, yeah. I, so, Fly Penguins Fly. I just joined as a co host with Jeffrey Taylor this year. It's a game day podcast, but we're obviously going to be shifting gears. But follow us, um, subscribe to the show. And then, yeah, I do music as well under the stage name Noah Jordan, N O A J O R D A N. And I play a ton in Pittsburgh. So, give me a follow on the old uh, Instagram at the Noah Jordan. And stay stay in touch because i i do play a lot and would love to meet as many pittsburgh fans as possible while i'm out and about but thanks uh, again music, for having me it was, it's been a blast
1: yeah the music's up on spotify too do check it out pretty yes cool stuff. it is yeah so hey without uh, further ado jim why don't you throw it to your kid this week you know what ben take it away buddy
0: Yes, yeah, you go Pat!